here we are again. Here we are again. May. May, it's where is May. the year going? Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners, everybody. Welcome to the CX podcast R&R with my good self, Richard Knight. And my even better self, Ryan Huxtable. That's not getting boring, that, is it? It's not getting boring. I say every month. Every Every month. month. Yeah. And and I have a little chuckle to myself, and I'm sure all of our listeners, you know, (laughs) get themselves off the floor and go, oh, that Ryan. What a comedian. What a comedian. (laughs) That's the reason they listen to this podcast uh, is because it's just so uh, funny, yet enlightening about all things customer experience, isn't it? And our reach is forever getting bigger. I had an email this week about uh, uh, us being listened to in the the United States again. So uh, we are international. I love it. I love it. I'm surprised they can understand what we're saying, though. Particularly if we start speaking in the proper language. Look, down here in the West Country, because that's what we're doing. We're warbling. We're warbling. Anyway, what are we warbling about this week? So I warbled to a lovely chap called John Ducker, who is the uh, Visitor Experience and Volunteers Officer at Haynes Motor Museum. Well, That's right. That, that name rings a bell. We've spoken to, to John before, haven't we? We have, yes, indeed. He used to be, he used to work at the Mary Shelley House of Frankenstein, which is an amazing immersive uh, attraction in Bath. Uh, he's mm-hmm. since moved away from there, and he is now working at the Haynes Motor Museum and using all of his experience and know-how when it comes down to cars. Instead of monsters, he's moved to cars. Monsters, cars. It's a nice transition. Yes, you do. Um, Shall we yeah. listen to what he's got to say? Let's listen to what he's got to say. So, yes, thank you very much. I'm joined today by John uh, Ducker, who is uh, working at the Haynes Motor Museum now, um, which is a fantastic exhibit. I'll start all that again. Sorry. (laughs) But rubbish. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our interview this month with John Ducker from the Haynes Motor Museum. Thank you very much for joining us, John. I hope you're all well. And uh, if you could just say hello to our audience and our listeners and explain what you do at the Haynes Motor Museum. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Richard. Uh, good to see you again. Um, uh, yeah, the Haynes Motor Museum, it's, it's the UK's uh, best-loved collection of uh, vehicles from uh, the 1800s all the way through to, to sort of modern times, um, kind of showcasing the history of, of, of motoring, really. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm the Visitor Experience and Volunteers Officer, so I'm a sort of advocate for our 80-strong volunteering body, um, and we are here to help people understand the vehicles on display, understand a little bit about motoring history and um, also understand their memories of, of their times in, you know, adoring some of these vehicles and posters on their walls or seeing them on TV or, you know, being, uh, being able to drive them, you know, or, or mum and dad or, or grandma or granddad drove them as well. So, um, yeah, so it's a really fantastic museum here in a beautiful part of Somerset um which uh yeah we're open every day of the week so um if anybody's not been come come down and see us yeah fantastic and as we can see if well if you're listening on the podcast you won't be able to see this but uh, if you are watching this on youtube you can see the marvelous vehicles that are that are behind john uh some uh, fantastic looking cars there uh very envious um what what um if you could just give us a quick explanation in terms of the sort of setup and the layout of the museum obviously some people might think oh it's just you know a big warehouse with some cars in what makes it um a great experience from a visitor point of view well i mean the the, the sort of um the history of the museum really charts back to 1985 so a relatively you know relatively 
new museum. Um, the museum initially was a collection of John Haynes, who was the founder of the Haynes Publishing Group. You know, the, the, the sort of catalogues and manuals that you probably saw more and more dad tinkering away at a car on a, on a Saturday to, to try to get fixed. And it was his personal collection of cars, very small, about 40 or so uh, to start off with. And then he, you know, due to the success of the publishing and, and the success of the museum, he was able to add to that collection. Um, we also accept donations as well. You know, if, for example, you know, mum's passed and, and she's, her pride and joy mini is in the garage and, and we, we have a collections um, kind of list, really, because there are vehicles in this collection. Uh, well, sorry, there are vehicles that we don't have in this collection that we'd like to add to it. Uh, okay. to, to, to fill in some gaps in time and, and, and also stories as well. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really is a, you can get so close to the vehicles. Uh, some you can even sit in from time to time as well. Mm -hmm. um, whilst it is a predominantly static collection, we also do have running vehicle displays in the summer when people can see some of the vehicles in this collection drive. Um, uh, and some of our volunteers will, will, will drive those as well. Uh, and we have, as I said, we have our great group of volunteers who will help you get a little bit close to these vehicles, understand not only the, the kind of technical specification, the design, but also just help you with some memories, you know? Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's a really lovely shared experience, um, yeah. particularly in our, our galleries where we've got lots of cars from the sixties and seventies. Um, you know, many of us will remember driving them or being setting them on picnics or trips to the seaside. Yeah, fantastic. It's a really interesting one, actually, and something that myself and Ryan talk about a lot on our, on our podcast is around that connection from a memory point of view that creates a fantastic experience. And when you've got something as real and as tangible as cars, because we've all been in them, we all know about them, we've all got our favourites, the ones we don't, we don't like, et cetera, et cetera. You've really got something that can provide a fantastic experience for all of your visitors and I'm sure they don't need too much more to make them go, wow, this is great. But like anything, and we talk about this a lot, times are a changing. Everything is moving forward and what with technology and all of those sort of things. How has your approach to your visitors experience changed recently or has it or has it is it just as it is before because it works well? Have you got a view on that? Yeah, so certainly in my time here at the museum, we, we are, we are, every day seems like we're changing and, and adapting, just, just little sort of baby steps. Because um, we are, we know that there are a lot of vehicles in our collection which are, um, you know, maybe a, a little bit, too, people can't see it around them. You know, people, they are sort of static. And, you know, as you can see behind me, we've got a few sort of blank walls. So mm -hmm. we're trying the next few years, we're going to try to really tease out some of the stories mm -hmm. from uh, all, all of the vehicles, really, redisplay re them in a, in a different way. Um, but, it, you know, the, the, the cost of living, you know, inflation, these are the sort of external factors that we have very limited control over. We, for us, it's about, you know, really digging deep into the data that our visitors give us on, on our survey. Also in the discussions that our volunteers have, you know, uh, they're all encouraged to, you know, pass on that feedback. Um, and then how do we, how can we make those sort of value for money transactions? You know, leisure spend is, is tough at the minute. You know, people are really looking what's in their pocket. Where, where are they going to get best value for money? So for us, if you, if you gift aid your ticket, no extra cost, it turns into an annual pass. 
you know, so and our our events that we put on, our family trails, our running vehicle displays, they're free, you know. So you can come every every week if you wanted to, every month, and see see something different. You'll have a different interaction. You'll you'll get to see a different uh, vehicle um, on on display, or you get mm-hmm. to do a different trail. So re- really, really, you know, we, we're always meant to listen, but this is this is now more than ever. If we don't listen now. Yeah. We, are, we are not going to have a successful year. So, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's where you know, our, our ears are wide open. <laughs> and that, again, is a fantastic thing that we're always talking about from that feedback point of view. And it's uh, really interesting you mentioned that actually doing something with the information is the key thing as well. I mean, a lot of time organisations will ask, but then it gets put in a drawer and nothing ever changes. Um, so, you know, keeping that moving forward is is really interesting um, b- uh, beyond and obviously listening to everybody about the whole experience is a key part. Um, I know I've been down um, in the past and you've got your restaurant as well. Um, how is how is that going in terms of that sort of experiential piece? Is that moving forward to fitting with other stuff that you're working on or is that is that still providing you with a good um experience in terms of you know additional side of things along with the shop as well yeah i mean the the you know this, this obviously despite as we mentioned you know the the what the spare money people have in their pockets you know the leisure thing we are you know those sort of pocket money little you know little cars little sort of hot wheels cold mm-hmm. cars, you know um that you know we we want we want visitors to go away with a little souvenir of course but you know and something meaningful you know um uh, and you know we've we've seen some really good sales. You know, we, in in terms of the shop, I think people are because of the product we stock. It's like yes, I I will buy that. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know their their visit and that gift becomes you know part. You know, it's 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 it's, it's combined. It's it, it is very much almost back to the old old sort of souvenir things that people are. You know, it may be a a car that they could buy. On an online retailer or in yeah. the shop, it, mm-hmm. it becomes part of that visit. I, you know, can you remember when we went to Haynes and, and we we sat in that car, we saw that car, and look, I've got the model of it here. You know, um, a cafe as well as you know, cafe changed really with with COVID. You know, still still with us and you know, lurking in the background. But like many, we we changed how we present our menu and what we do. So. Very um, many people may may remember coming to Haynes and having a you know nice nice sort of meal. Um, well, I I remember visiting. Now we're sort of more sort of grab and go, which sort of fits with um, uh, the sort of value not value for money, but fits with those sort of pocket you know pocket busting things. So you know a meal's quite an expensive thing. Uh, here you could grab a sandwich now, a drink. We've got some lovely outdoor space. Um, at the front and the back of the museum so people can sit down. They can supplement possibly a picnic. We love people to bring picnics along. We've got a lovely picnic mm-hmm. space out the front. Great. And like today, the sun is shining, so it's, it's a perfect space. So it's that sort of, you know, you can have a really nice um, filling uh, sandwich, cake, coffee, soft drink, but you can also supplement your, your food as well. And it's right. it's been really popular because we can we can we can speak to and serve more visitors better you know so their their experience of coming in getting what they want at the time they want it and then eating it you know outside or inside our cafe 
rather than having to wait for a meal and you know when's it going to come etc so yeah that's been that's been really popular that's fantastic again you know in terms of those options for people so that they can almost tailor their visit to suit their requirements um is is something that we uh, we see across multiple sectors you know um from a leisure point of view yes very different it's the weekend it's something that people are choosing on doing rather than you know professional services side of things but there is still that choice piece and and rather than forcing somebody to say right you must come and spend your money in our restaurant um and that because that is the only option uh, with those lovely signs on picnic benches you know <laughs> Always, always reminds me of being in France. You know, no, no picnics here. You must purchase from you know that sort of thing. It's like, uh, how how much does that impact their experience? Quite significantly, I, sh- I should think. Which is, you know, a r- really interesting thing to think about. And nice to hear that you know it is about the the visitor and what they're requiring and what they're looking for, as well as obviously making gathering some income so that you can make the museum even better and it goes forward and carries on so it's a really interesting thing to think about from that point of view in terms of the um the actual face-to-face part or 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 the piece where the visitors are coming in and your team your volunteers and the people behind the behind the scenes themselves as well are interacting with the customers what are the key things that you you think are or, or you talk to your teams about you know the, the top tips if you're going to say to other people who are coming into this sort of industry what are the key things that your volunteers need to do when it comes to interacting with their with the visitors uh, it, it is those for for me here and i think you touched on it richard just a bit earlier it is those memories you know mm-hmm. and it's not you know i've i've, I've been to other sorts of places and, and staff or volunteers have sort of they've almost they've been the center of attention almost <laughs> you know look, look at this this painting was made here and this is done here and blah 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 and and of course, some visitors will will appreciate that. They'll, they will they will like that to understand. But I, when I'm speaking to visitors, I I sort of, I let them lead the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. I want to I want to understand more about them and their experience with a particular vehicle than than, than me. You know, because I mm-hmm. I could tell. Well, look, there's a there's a Lotus. It's yellow. Mm-hmm. It's, it was born. It was born. It was built. <laughs> it was built in this year. It's born almost, yeah. For, for a lot yes, of people, that's, that's the and It's it's yeah. here. Um, yeah. We have um, we have just just as a side, we also have a, a workshop here as well. Mm-hmm. And the guys and girls in the workshop not only look after the vehicles in our collection, but also look after private vehicles as well. And for okay. and for a lot of people who bring their vehicles in to be, you know, resprayed or, or have worked them to them, they're spending more than the vehicle's worth because it is it's here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a passionate subject yeah. for them. So yeah, so when, when we're speaking to visitors, we almost let them lead the the conversation. You know, we, you can tell that you know if little boy's got his little Ferrari hat on. Oh, yeah. did you did you see those Ferraris over there? And we'll 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 take them there. Uh, we have a couple, as I say, we have a couple of vehicles where visitors can sit in, and and it's sort of it's like that that thirty second that one minute interaction mm-hmm. is for many people that's the highlight of the visit. You know, and um, so we we you know we. We, we're just there almost um, and if people want to have a little chat with us we'll have a chat with us if they want to have a wander around and and take some photographs you know soak it soak in the atmosphere we'll let them do that we're not we're not there for, for pouncing on people we're not there for you know you must listen to this information you must you must go away knowing know and understanding the you know the, right. the the speed of this vehicle that's, that's yeah. not what we're about you know um because the, the cars as you can see behind me they speak for themselves 
you know? Yeah. Um, and we're, we're just there to maybe jog a little memory or, as I said, you know, listen to somebody's picnic story, you know, in the yeah. Ford, Ford Hangley or what have you. That's, that's what we're here for. Oh, fantastic. That's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great point, as, as you say, you know, the, the people can get overly enthused if they're working in these sort of environments and actually feel that they're giving a lot, but actually they're not. They, they're giving their story rather than the visitor's story. So it's a, a fantastic tip, I think, for, for a lot of organisations, actually. Do some listening, ask some questions, yeah, but do some listening and understand what people want and where they want to go in terms of a conversation and interaction. It's great to take away. So, before we come to our end of our, our our conversation here today, you've got lots of cars there, and this is probably this will probably throw you straight away. But what's your favourite vehicle within the within the museum? I, I thought you'd ask this question, Richard. Um, just <laughs> my, my office is uh, which way is it that way or the other way? And just yeah. outside, obviously, being a child, sort of born in the seventies and growing up, with some great films in the eighties. The, the Back to the Future films and the yeah. DeLorean they they were the you know that little time machine uh, and i have sat in it you know which yes. is, is a great privilege so you know um that said there is a 1967 alfa romeo um julia that we have it's just i, I could imagine myself sort of wafting you know around the lakes in italy you know um pulling up to a lovely restaurant having a little yeah. fine wine and a view view over the lakes Nice. Um, that that would be the one that um, if you know if I was lucky enough to you know receive a a present, I'd, I'd, I'd gladly take that one. But um, the DeLorean will always have a you know it's it's an f- iconic vehicle. So absolutely, absolutely, oh, fantastic to hear, uh, John. Thank you ever so much for taking some time to speak to me today. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, enjoy enjoy the rest of the cars for the day, and um, yeah, hopefully speak to you again soon. So thank you very much. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, everybody, and and have a great year. Well, there you go. There is John, and that's what he said. He said some stuff. What did you think, Mr Huxtable? Well, um, what did I think? There was lots there, wasn't there? Lots and lots and lots there. What I I really liked about listening to John was um, his passion for creating an experience. So that, and and, and sort of remember serves me correctly that came across actually loads when um when we were talking to him at the uh mary shelley Tess frankenstein experience so yes. you know you can imagine can you hang to museums and i don't want to offend anybody when i say this could be could be seen not suggesting yeah. it is yes it could be seen as a bit of a you know a car geeks paradise yeah um Which what is was really, well <laughs> it is yeah i, I go yeah <laughs> lots it's amazing cars there some amazing cars um but actually, what what you know, what struck me listening to was he's trying to make an experience for everyone, everyone in the family, you know, day out, you know, looking at you know all the the, the beautiful bits of machinery there, and, and, and but making it more about the experience than actually what's there. Yeah, and and we you know speaking about that sort of memory piece and the emotional connection side of things. Again, we talk about it a lot, but it's really true, and it's really interesting. Okay, it's within the same arena, you know, that attractions um, side of things. From a from a uh, Mary Shelley House of Frankenstein's to the Haynes Motor Museum, you think, well, yeah, it's the same sector. Of course, he knows. But actually, you know, they're they're a different offering. It is a different offering. But there's it's all still based on the same core principles that we talk about a lot. And these this can actually be said for people who may be listening from a professional services point of view, from an educational side of things. It's still the same principles about experience and emotional connection. 
you know, yes, it's a slightly different outcome and you're not going to be expecting the same sort of emotional response, but you've got to have that positivity, positive response um, to the experience for people to want to come back again, to shout about how great it is, spend more money. All of the things that we talk about over and over again, John was speaking about there, experience is key. And it was really interesting for, to hear him talk about the volunteers, because obviously he works with the volunteers and making sure that when they're having those interactions with the visitors, it's about the visitor, not about the volunteers wealth of knowledge raft of information that they can just dump in front of somebody um you know about the cars it's about finding out what it is about the car that drives that that emotional connection for the visitor you know we all remember those cars as as john said we all remember the idea of sitting in one when we were a kid we had a horribly disgusting poo colored maxi uh, which was just an awful vehicle, but I distinctly remember it. And then we moved to a bright orange Peugeot 405. I mean, my God, my father's choices were just awful. I can remember them now, sitting in them. Do you remember sitting in the summer when you had those horrible plastic seats and they were so yeah. hot, it'd burn your legs? Yeah, yeah, I remember those. I remember those. <laughs> so you can tell I'm getting emotional about it now in terms of that connection that I have. And John's spoken about that. And it's really important for businesses, no matter who's speaking to the client, whether it's a supplier or a visitor or a, a, a partner or whatever, you know, a retail, a, some one-off purchase, you've got to ensure that you're understanding where the visitor, where the client, where the customer's coming from. What is it they want to hear? I think you've had the point that, that, that you've reinforced the point that that John made. Um, um, you know, we talk a lot about this. I talk a lot. I talked about it at our we ran an accountancy event last month, um, and I was talking to a group of accountants about it. Um, it's about something in the sector we call peak end theory, where you know you leave your client, your customer um, at the end of that experience on a real high. So how you say cheerio? Have you enjoyed your day? You know what's been the most favourite part of your day? What have you enjoyed the most? Um, and those are the bits, as you say, Rich, that really uh, in any industry, in any sector uh, where you are dealing with the, the great British public or or the public, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you might be in the United States, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, it's it's about that experience memory um, and that peak end mm. uh, part of the part of the conversation. But no, I thought, look, a great, a great a great chat uh, this month i know um our listeners and watchers will have enjoyed that and uh look forward to seeing you all again in june where we'll be interviewing a, another very special guest um who will impart the knowledge about great client or customer experience so uh that that's it from us this month so it's a it's a huge goodbye from me and a fantastic west country cheerio there a lot me babbers from me and we will see you soon cheers <laughs>